Jersey Judah, the Crimson Capsule Chapel, back once again, different name, same energy, this is still the raw, the real, red pill perspective, we also come with some harsh realities, this can also get mixed into the black pill, which is why I decided to change the name because Crimson happens to be a more darker red, burgundy color. The reason I say this is we will be coming a little bit more from a darker, no pun intended, and a more realistic perspective as modern men and sub five. That is five and below. All right. Now, I got something set up 
because I decided to record right now while I have time. It's uh, pretty much 11.56, four minutes till noon, which is close to like four hours and some change until I get the fuck out of here. So I figure if I can drop, most likely I'll do the first 30 minutes, but I won't be able to. Actually, what I'll do is I'll just make this a separate episode, and then the video that I will be playing will go along with a lot of things that I'm going to be talking about right now. What I do have is some original notes. What I do have is some original content. And I think we are going to go through it. We have even more reasons traditional dating is dead. More reasons that traditional dating. Remember this keyword. Traditional dating is dead. All right. We have 11 reasons. And before I get started, because I have a good enough time to space things out, I've been listening to a lot of different content. I guess uh, I was listening to Wheat Waffles today. I might incorporate him to the episode later on. I might not. Um, I already have a video in mind. I just got to remember what content creator it was that pretty much I'm bungeeing this particular topic off of. I came up with some uh, original concepts to this to add 11 more reasons. Traditional dating is dead. Um, This isn't to get people who are in the dating game out because those who are obviously in that market are benefiting unless you're a super duper tryhard. And in this case, well, you know, you're going to do what you want. A lot of guys, most men have completely tuned out of online dating as a whole. You see what I mean? So let's just start off the list. All right. Let's start off the list. Right. Eleven more reasons why traditional dating is dead. Matter of fact, hold on. I'm, I'm bugging. Because this phone, I I really don't like this phone at all. But I paid like $30 for it, so I don't really give a shit. It's just a lot of the things that I have running, it automatically turns it off. Like, it doesn't notify me. So, anyway, I just fixed that problem. So, let's get into, once again, the final time I'm going to say this. 11 more reasons why modern dating is dead. Number one. All right. And this isn't top to bottom countdown, nothing like that. We're just telling you straight up. Number one, young men will have to deal with sugar daddies, right? Sugar daddies and sugar babies on dating apps. What do I mean by this? Well, young men will have to deal with sugar daddies and babies in the dating market in terms that the young man can be talking to a woman who's already getting money on the side from an older guy. Now, she ain't doing much or really doing anything, but that's not the point. She's still going to benefit from that, right? 
or we'll get into the more extreme a little bit later on. Number two, young men will have to share women with multiple men, a.k.a. polyamory. Now, as much as people would like to believe that this isn't a new phenomenon or this isn't a trend, Essentially, what polyamory is, it's an open relationship to everyone. So one relationship is in a relationship, and then one single person gets into a relationship, which is a couple, etc. I mean, it's it's just retarded shit. So young men who, for the most part, I explain this a lot, whether red pill or black pill, are within the 80%. That 80%, although they may desire to have multiple women as like uh, you know a fantasy in all actuality they're in real they're realistically speaking they're monogamous men so you're getting guys so you have guys in this market who by the way don't really have a chance with multiple women because they can't find one and then you have an average woman who has probably four or five guys trying to sleep with her on average see what I mean Number three, courting is replaced with online communication and social media with the exception of taking women out on physical dates. So I would say the selection strategy of a woman would be to find the attractive guy, but she knows that super attractive guy may not put her on pedestal the same way that a sub five will or just an average guy who's not really sure of himself. So courting. Can I look this up real quick? We'll see if I can look this up. It's worth. It's worth the intermission, if you will. According to Mayo Clinic, hoarding disorder is a persistent difficulty discarding or part. Nah, that's not what I wanted. Here's the definition of court. Dated. Be involved with romantically, typically with the intention of marrying. All right, so the idea of courting of a man looking at a woman as a future wife has been completely taking out of the equation. Why, you may ask? Because if a woman can get that from multiple men just online, imagine what she can do in person, right? So you are, the woman essentially traded in courting, traded in um, chivalry for pretty much the epitome of above average chads or whatever the fuck you want to call them. So the guys who would be doing all of the courting are essentially sub fives who were pretty much taught that they had to pedestalize women to really get anything. And average guys who once again, low self-esteem, not really sure of themselves, not really, um, not really good with women because they haven't had experience with women. So besides these guys being being, um, you know, assigned to take women out on dates, of course, they're not going to get nothing in return. We'll get to that later on as well. Number four. 
You can easily be replaced due to the thin line of dating and hookup culture. Okay? You can be easily replaced due to the thin line between dating and hookup culture. Number five, dating becomes a modern-day prostitute. For example, a sub-five guy. And for guys out there who are wondering what a sub-five is, it is a five and below. I call women five and below. But with guys, I'll consider them sub fives, sub five guy, a sub five guy, even with a good personality will be assigned to go on several dates where the women, the women's intentions are not clear. The above average man and higher will usually get indicators of interest in the first 10 minutes of the date. The sub five can be used simply for validation and free food. Meanwhile, the average or higher could skip the dating market and initiate intimacy. In other words, women have, of of course, because women are the gatekeepers of sex, they are the ones who control the hookup culture. So a guy, an attractive guy who may, in fact, just want to take a woman out on a date, well, she's going to try to fuck him, right? Or she's going to show indicators of interest to show him subconsciously that there is something more to the date in the interaction or hey Netflix and chill can actually be an option and Netflix is the least point of the interest okay now long story short the more attractive men have access to the hookup culture promoted by women the sub five will take the same woman on five dates without receiving any physical contact that is the harsh reality Number six, seeking arrangements and sugar daddy sites. Broke women looking for rich, rich old men who usually can't perform sexually, a.k.a. easy access without doing the dirty work. Okay. Number seven, single mothers, entitled women with kids who expect a man to take care of her child or children while freely looking for better options. Number eight. External beauty, makeup, weaves, and other cosmetic products, one gender, being woman, can completely change her appearance, face, body, even with the, uh, you know, tight clothing and all that shit, the uh, whatever they call them shits, it's disgusting, while men have to hear women dolled up talk about how she wants a quote-unquote real man. Number nine, selective boundaries for beta male providers, a.k.a., the better compatible man. I consider this alpha fucks, beta bucks in high definition. And what do I mean by selective boundaries? Well, it's obvious when you go on a lot of these online dating apps, a lot of guys like myself will tell you that these women will essentially tell on themselves by their bios. And their bios will say something like, no time for games. Looking for something serious. Um, no hookups. She'll say all these things. But in all actuality, if you would have rewind two to five years ago, that's all she was doing. So those selective boundaries are her trying to net out all of the bad guys who would just want to smash and then find all of the simps. And all of the sub fives who essentially she's not attracted to to begin with 
to give her the validation. She's not going to really go after those men, but she knows that there's a time where she can manipulate them and get those beta bucks. With alphas, she understands that those guys are essentially setting the boundaries. She knows that she can't really run game on an alpha, and she probably doesn't want to. And by alpha, I mean more of an alpha mindset and an alpha of more alpha characteristics rather than alpha males and all that. I'm just saying alpha male uh, characteristics and beta male characteristics or beta male tendencies, however you want to put it. Number 10, more political conflict. Women, women who don't date conservatives or right-leading men, a.k.a. women against or a.k.a. men against feminism. So what happens is, Everything now is like hyper political. So you'll have a lot more women who are more left leaning or who are just flat out, you know, leftists who will say no conservatives, no Trump supporters, so on and so forth. Now, guys, depending on who they are in a social stand on a social standing, it really doesn't matter to guys. Like, well, we most I would say on the exception of me being black, most men are essentially conservative. So that being said, my social stance on things are more conservative. Politically, it could identify, but I don't get into too much conflict over it. And I feel when you tie that into everything going on, that becomes more of a divide. Because not everybody's going to go along with the political Kool-Aid flavor of the month or flavor of the year or flavor of the presidency. There's people who are for the president and a lot of people, including myself, who are against it. Now, I would say Trump, Trump was only a better option because Trump was like somebody who was completely out of the norm. It was more of a social experience for people to vote that man in. And for what he did, the fact that he didn't get four more years, it it shows you how, in a lot of ways, corrupted our country is and also how stupid and ignorant our country is. But I'm not going to get too political. Number 11, beta buck dancing bums. Beta buck dancing bums. This terminology that I came up with today. And this is what I mean. Niggas know what buck dancing is. But beta buck dancing is more like beta bucks as in money. So what men do is men promote this sort of blue pill way of thinking. Well, hey, just be yourself and, you know, a woman's going to like you for who you are. And there's a special someone for everyone. Beta buck dancing is when men go on these like feminist empowerment shits, like rants that they have. And they support him and say, we understand we're on your side just to get validation and attention from women, because that's the only validation and attention they're going to initially get. It's a sad story, but it is what goes on with a lot of these men today. So I put number 11, beta buck dancing bums, men pedestalizing below average women for easy access, which also cause an inflation of ego to the female ego. Well, it's an inflation of ego to the females. Or what I like to call in this case the modern day female. Shout out to Black Ram three one three.
Shout out to Thinking Man's Templar. Shout out to all the people out there. Uh, red pill, black pill, green pill, purple pill, whoever the fuck you are. I like, I like fair exchanges of words. I don't like, I don't like debates much, but I do like to see two different sides of the spectrum be able to have, you know what I'm saying, a constructive conversation without any name calling. So I've always been, I've always been fairly neutral when it came to more of a black pill perspective, a black pill perspective, excuse me, a black pill perspective would only benefit a man if he understands that there's ways of getting around it. Um, sub fives, like dudes who are even sub fives, y'all stand some level of a chance of getting the average. Some level over, not not to the extreme, like, but you have some level of chances. I I actually like wheat waffles because I feel I think people take his context or his content in itself the wrong way, where you learn these sort of black pill realities and you expect or somebody from the outside perspective would expect these people to have, you know, of course, a a super low self-esteem, you know, everything of that nature. And I think I've seen more productive guys who just so happen to consider themselves black pill. Now, this isn't to just say everybody is one, but I do think there is a um, a small gap, but a gap nevertheless between the two red pill and sort of black pill ways of thinking. I I personally, have, the older I've gotten, the more I would be honest, the more black pill I've gotten, but not in a negative way. I just want the raw, real information. I don't want a motherfucker trying to sell me a pickup art game. And I feel, and I feel for a while, I've always been dividing myself from a lot of these dating coaches and relationship coaches, not realizing that I guess they're part of the so-called red pill and manosphere. So maybe I am typically on the outside of, and, and on the verge of being black pill. Cause like I said, for me, it's easy for me to look at this as the truth because Seven years out of dating, still seeing my friends and their whatever relationships and interactions they're in, their results, it, it kind of solidifies my position and where I stand. It, it, and if anything, uh, the black pill has made me understand it, but without feeling bad about it because I'm not a sub five guy. You know what I mean? I would barely consider myself average, although I haven't shaved in a while. But I don't think I don't think too highly of myself. I don't think low of myself. I think of myself as a mortal man. And I think that way of looking at shit, you're just able to you're able to process things better. You know, because as guys, we'll we'll rate a woman very quickly. But a lot of us men can't handle the criticism of being rated by a woman. 
And if you can, go to a woman that you talk to, a woman that you hang out with, a woman that you're kind of cool with, but you're not, of course, you're not friends, but you're, you're trying to get there and ask her to rate you. She what she says. That would be a social experiment. All right. By yours truly. See what happens. See what number she gives you. And you can tell, like, I've never thought about this, but I think listening to Wheat Waffles for a while, it kind of makes sense. So the best way as a man to really initiate anything is by smiling. Now, I know that sounds stupid, but trust me, this is like a social experiment that any guy can do, right? But mostly, I would say average guys, average guys will know from this point if they're desired by the women that they're talking to or women that they're interested in or women in general. Uh, Walk past a woman. If a woman looks at you, smile and keep walking. And if she mimics that smile and by by mimic, it's almost that she does it just naturally or not naturally. It's almost as if it's forced then you know like the attraction level is is pretty much subpar, right? But if you do it to a woman and she mirrors it effortlessly, then she'll have she has some genuine interest. Like I've been kind of you know thinking of different different ways to really make that a thing to where based on just who you are or no, based on what you look like and how you present yourself is really, unfortunately, that's the main, a lot of guys who talk about looks don't matter. They're, they're fucking lying to themselves. Looks don't matter to much men because much men don't have that top tier look. So most men will obviously date a woman who's less attractive than them. And by dating a woman who's slightly more attractive to them, they'll pedestalize the woman. You see what I mean? So really, if you look at everything that I just said, and you can take it with a grain of salt, because like I said, this isn't this isn't the most uplifting episode, but I feel it's the most straight to the point episode to where I'm telling y'all what it breaks down to. If, if you... It's not even about, and I understand what a lot of these guys mean, Like, it's not just about, hey, go to the gym. If you can't tell a guy who's like five foot three to go to the gym, because for him, going to the gym isn't going to make him more taller and it's not going to make him more dominant towards most women because women, and if women have said this themselves, women said when they date short men, they feel that they are like over them. Dominantly, they're they're dominant. They're more stronger or powerful than them because of the height alone. When you take this information, do with it what you will. But from my way of looking at shit and from what I've actually heard from women personally, I would have to agree with a lot of black pill. A, a lot of the black pill perspective does have a lot of harsh realities, but I feel that there still need to be guys like me who promote a balance to it where it's like, all right, 
you're doing all these things, but what are you doing for yourself in return? You know what I'm saying? Are you are you choosing to better yourself regardless? Because you're the only person who has to live your life at the end of the day. Or are you going to let women distract you and just the lack thereof of women prevent you from trying to be your best, the best that you can be with the time that you have, the time that we have on this earth? You know what I mean? That's all. Now, I have a video later on. I would play it now, but I, I figure I might as well wait. I'll, I'll allow this episode. I'll just pretty much upload this episode and um, keep it pushing because I still got four hours left in this fucking job. All right. And then after that four hours, I will have one more day left for this week. And tomorrow, I guess, is supposed to be this uh, supposed to be this pizza party or some shit tomorrow at 12 which is good because that only gives us four hours of actually doing anything and i'm gonna milk that 12 hours i'm gonna I'm a milk from 12 o'clock to four i'm gonna milk the fuck out of that i'm gonna stay in that building to at least two so that way when i get back here i'll, I'll just have two hours and then I'm, I'm getting the fuck out thursday and friday you guys already know man i'm gonna be dedicating a lot of time into the podcast the Crimson Capsule Chapel, the Red Pill from a more darker perspective. No pun intended, because I am black. But with all that being said, man, I'm about to wrap this shit up. We're probably just at the 30-minute mark. Good way to start things off for today, a shorter episode. And I think we're going to do an hour, an hour later on. I'm not sure I want to do I want to do the hour like later on tonight, but I'm going to have to make sure. But as I always say, man, it's another day. And in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah, the podcast formerly. Well, the podcast now known as the Crimson Capsule Chapel, right? Signing out.